Welcome to another episode of the Talk to Fame. I am Jake. We got boys here tonight. How you doing, boys? I'm good, brother. How you doing? Doing good. Ty isn't with us tonight. He's doing some personal matters. Uh, welcome to the show. You can find this podcast on Spotify, iHeart, Apple, Amazon, wherever you get yours. You can find this one. Uh, you can also take part of our live streams over on YouTube, The Talk to Fame. Uh, come have fun every Saturday night, 9.30 p.m. Central Time, 8.30 Mountain. You can do the math for the other two time zones, Eastern and Pacific. Welcome to the show. Let's have a good one. It's a Tuesday, so we got some uh, catching up to do over the weekend, boys. You know, we got some That's football right. that happened. We had some upsets, some not upsets, some bad football, some good football, some Swifties, some no Swifties. We had a blast. It's MLB postseason playoffs are going on as we speak right now. Um, I finally got a win in our fantasy football league, so I'm me no too <laughs> defeated. I actually got a, a dub, so congrats to me and you on that, my friend. Feeling like uh, the Broncos getting their first win. <laughs> Gotta love it. Gotta love it. Yeah, Broncos. Go for it. Go us. They get Broncos get their first dub over the Bears. Um, it, it was, we got a little, we got a little bit to talk about. Um, let's just get, don't forget it. too. Don't forget, uh, NBA training camp started today. So Thank world you. champs are back. Nikola Jokic is back. He did not um, touch basketball over the, um, that's, that's what he said. He said that, you know, some reporter asked him, you know, did this was, was this the most fun you've had? Uh, ever on a summer and he goes no i had to stay i had a two and a half months of playing basketball longer so <laughs> that guy just doesn't care does not care just wants to win and i love it i love that the best basketball player on earth you heard me everybody doesn't he treats it like a fucking full-time job dude like yeah i gotta go play basketball you know sorry yeah. i'm so good at this but i gotta go play basketball now yep, yep. i love it i love it i love it, I love it. Um, I love Jokic. He's the man. Murray, uh, Jamal Murray came out and said in an interview he didn't uh, join Team Canada for FIBA because two days. Two days, uh, yeah. It's fucking hilarious as well. Yeah. Get get that rest. I'd rather have you healthy for the Nuggets season than for Team Canada. So, right, uh, I love that. <laughs> so, no. so. We got some more. We got more. Yeah, hockey preseason's already going, so we we got some uh, some more leagues starting up here pretty soon. So, it won't just be a dedicated football podcast here coming up in the next couple of weeks. Thankfully, I mean, we football is king, NFL is king, but uh, it'll be nice to have basketball and hockey back, especially with uh, two of the better teams in the leagues between the the Nuggets and the Avs back in action. So. I'm excited for this. is a It's a fun time of year, man. Like you got a, a lot of sports, you know, a lot of leagues kicking off. You got a lot of sports to talk about. Um, you do have the MLB playoffs, so MLB is coming to an end. Thank God, you know that that tells me that the dog days of summer are behind us. So there's uh, more sports to talk about. I don't know about thank God. I I enjoy watching baseball World Series games just because. Well, yeah. Playoffs so and World many, Series. And there's so many just games. I guess I, I'm not a big diamond guy. Yeah. I'm sorry, everybody. 
but like I'll pay attention to it when it's the postseason. Just kind of like with um, the NBA, there's just a lot of games. You know what I mean? Uh, and it, while living in Colorado the last couple of years, it was hard to watch a Nuggets or Avs game because the Altitude Sports Channel situation uh, with yeah. their contract uh, disagreement and all that stuff. So like the last, what, three years, we haven't re- been able to watch the Stanley Cup champions unless they were nationally televised. And then last year, the Denver Nuggets, the world champions, I guess they're not world champions. They're North American champions, I guess. Um, you know, and when their their title, unless they were nationally te- televised, you couldn't really watch them locally, legally, you know. So yeah. that, legally. Needs, yeah, that needs to get taken care of. Um but, but I do like what some of the other teams, I forget the teams, I saw a couple uh, little blurbs. They're doing their own, like, broadcasting channel. Like, if if you pay so much a year to the, I, I think it was the Phoenix Suns, maybe, then you get access to all their games. Like, it's a, it's a streamable platform to watch all the Suns games. And I, I wish the Nuggets or the Avs could go to that, uh, that route because I'd happily pay the you know, 60 bucks for the year or whatever it was to just watch them, you know, whenever they're playing. So maybe, maybe something good will come out of this whole contract uh, uh, negotiations or negotiations, you know? Well, I guess we'll, we'll wait and see. I know I would, the one thing I was disappointed with, with Sunday ticket this year was like, there were rumors that you may be able to subscribe to just your favorite team for out-of-market games. I'm a Raiders fan. I've always been out-of-market. You know, lived in Colorado. They were in California and Vegas. I now live in Iowa. Still out-of-market. I get all the Chiefs games. You know, like, I would love it if I was able to just, hey, I'll pay you, you know, 100 bucks NFL so I can just watch all the Raider games. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then locally televised. And if I want to throw on red zone, you know, you can add that into a package. But that was the one disappointment I have. But, I mean, I got Sunday ticket anyway, so I can watch every game, all the games, and red yeah, zone. Yeah. So, um, you know, eh, football. I love it. We live it. Live it, love it, live it. I don't I don't even know what I'm saying right now. But uh, so baseball, I guess we can just start off with the Diamondbacks really quick. The Arizona Diamondbacks. Uh, are playing the Brewers right now. It's bottom of the fifth. Uh, Diamondbacks are winning 4-3. They have five hits. The Brewers have 10 hits, uh, no errors. So it looks like they've left a couple men on base. And the Marlins and Phillies are in the top of the fifth with the Phillies on top 3-0. And the Rangers-Tampa Ray Bay Ray game is final with the Texas Rangers. Uh, winning that one 4-0. They take a 1-0 lead, and the Blue Jay-Twins game is final as well, and the Twins won 3-1. So, baseball. <laughs> and there's baseball talk, because I didn't even know who was in the playoffs this year. That's how much I haven't watched it. So uh, No, yeah, you knew. We're really <laughs> very resourceful, research-heavy uh, show we don't spew uh, dis- disinformation. We get our shit straight. Yeah. We, we <laughs> <knew> that. <laughs> yeah. 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 The only thing I knew is that the Rockies had the first 100 loss season. And, you know, I guess the owner 
you know, when he came out and said they could play their best ball, they'd be 50-50. Well, they did not play their best ball. Let's just say that. So yeah, I, um, I'm honestly surprised that's their first 100 loss season. Sell the team, Dick. Sell the team, Dick. Sell Because <laughs> I'm tired of yelling it. So maybe if I whisper it, he'll listen. Yeah, exactly. Maybe the less aggressive uh, yeah. approach, you know. Yeah, I, I I love the Rockies. Always will be. I know the the wife loves them because you know their inaugural season was the year she was born. Blah blah blah. Yeah, just I I just want better baseball in Colorado. Yeah, you know what I mean, like yeah. I want my team to be good yeah. and sell their best franchise player in history of the team for and give away fifty million for prospects. Yeah, but that's neither here nor there because the Cardinals yeah. didn't do shit this year either. Uh, but yeah, baseball. Woo. Yeah. Well, we'll pick that back up once it gets to be, you know, closer to the World Series or, you know, the the ALCS, NLCS, you know, when it's down in the final four and the final two. And that's when I pay attention and watch it a little bit closer just because, hey, we're about to crown a champion. Like, couldn't even tell you, like, really who's on what team or who's done well this year or who even squeaked in the playoffs. I know. Um, the Yankees sucked. Like all those perennial teams that are always there, they all kind of suck. So it's kind of like a, it's kind of a wild card like season, if you will, for who can win the whole thing. So yep. So starting um, with the AL, uh, the Baltimore Orioles finished as the one seed. I feel like that's yeah. surprising. I feel like they've been terrible. Yeah. I, I pay no attention. Uh, the Houston Astros finished as the two seed. Uh, the Cheers. Tampa, the Asterix. The Tampa Bay Rays finished at four. The Houston Rangers finished at five. The uh, Minnesota Twins finished at three. And the Toronto Blue Jays finished as the sixth seed. I'm sure there's a play-in, but I don't know anything about it. Uh, On the NL side, the National League side, uh, Braves one, Dodgers two, Brewers three, Phillies four, Marlins five, Diamondbacks six. So there's your bracket. All right. Well, there we go. Yeah, Braves. I think I like the Braves, the Marlins, the Orioles, and the Rangers because Texas Rangers. You know, I don't know. Texas Walker, Texas Rangers. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> uh, so yeah, we'll keep you updated as the postseason goes on in the MLB. We'll do a little more research and be a little more well versed. Uh, in the NL, the Arizona Diamondbacks traveled to Milwaukee to face the Brewers with the victor set to battle it out in the NLDS against the Los Angeles Dodgers. <laughs> Thank you, ESPN. <laughs> yeah. I will say probably the biggest news in the baseball world happened yesterday um, with Trevor Bauer with his uh, little video segment. I don't know if you saw that or not. My buddy, um, shout out. Shout out to the homie Derek. He sent it to me. I haven't watched it yet, but oh, dude, you got to watch it. Name is cleared, and yeah, teams are dumb that they passed on him due to um, the lack of evidence that there was and all that kind of stuff. So he's like, yeah, the MLB's done, and if no one signs him, he got blackballed. It's proof right there. Yeah, when when you watch it, it'll blow your mind because it's like I don't want to go into too much like you know tangents, but it's just it's 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 a bit, I mean, it's really ridiculous what he had to go through. And, you know, the, the criminal court system is innocent until proven guilty. And everyone wrote him off as guilty until proven innocent. And he was innocent the entire time of any misconduct or any sort of abuse or sexual assault that he was, you know, yeah, it's all gone. I mean, it's all, 
his name has been in the criminal system cleared, but like if a team doesn't sign him, he's a Cy Young winner. He's a yeah. he's a great pitcher. He's a great pitcher, you know, and hey, it's hey, very Dick. unfortunate. Hey huh? Dick. Hey Dick, let's uh let's get Trevor hey. Bauer in the mile high. Right. Get go go make a splash, you know. But yeah, it's um it was uh pretty disgusting what she tried to do to him and there's so much proof of evidence and the text messages she sent to her friends about like trying to take him for all his money like it was definitely a ploy and a plot and uh and you know maybe a hot take here that you know if somebody accuses somebody else of something and it turns out to be fraudulent then that person who was the original accuser has to serve the original punishment that the accusee was going to get because for my understanding, and, and I haven't really looked into it too hard, she's gonna walk away scot free, and that guy lost two years of his baseball life. Well, you know like I mean? he's gonna, he'll have to sue for like defamation. Well, right? no, so he—that's why he's talking about it, right? So that you'll see it in the video. But they—he okay. sued her for defamation, and then she countersued him, and that's why he couldn't talk. And as of yesterday, they just dismissed the whole both cases, so he can now openly talk about the case and like pr prove his like you know, this are the facts. This is yeah. what happened. And because everything had to be under lock and key, because it was a it was, you know, a court hearing and all that, you know, he couldn't talk about it. And, and the public had no idea what was going on. We all just assumed that he did something heinous. Like mm -hmm. that's how it was spun. And it was completely false. What was heinous was on her part. And she's gonna walk away with no punishment, it feels like, you know, like so. It just once watch the video and you know text me later in the the chat about what you think, but um, it's it's pretty terrible, pretty terrible what happened to him and and you know unfortunately I I feel like every player you know in any league can be a, a victim of it you know it's it's just oh, not it's a, even not even player any male well I wasn't gonna go down. I wasn't going to go down the path of any male, but that's kind of what it's revolted, you know, resorted to. I don't want to get into the, you know, you know, politics yeah, at all or whatever, but, but like, if you have money and even if you don't have money, you're a target. And then it's a, he said, she said, and we've gotten to the point where it's like, well, we're going to believe her over him because that's, you know, it used to be whatever a woman said or whatever uh, wasn't true, you know, and now it's kind of spun back to, well, she wouldn't be bringing this up if uh, if it wasn't true. And, you know, it's innocent until proven guilty and everyone wrote him off as as guilty. And it's just it's. Yeah. So like like you said, he lost two years. No team wanted to sign him two years ago after it all came out. I think he just signed like a big deal with to go to the Dodgers. Mm -hmm. um, and then that's where he was at when he got he got yeah. suspended. And, yeah, they, and then the all, MLB, all huh? the news, all the news came out yep. and he got yep. cut. No one wanted to re-sign him. And then he got forced to go play baseball in Japan where he killed it. And now, you know, two years after the fact, names cleared, bada bing, bada boom. Like you could have gotten Trevor Bauer for dirt cheap and a hell of a good pitcher. And now, you know, we're going to see what's going to happen. If no one, if no team in the MLB signs him, that's proof in my eyes that he's getting blackballed. Yeah, no, I would agree with that. And he... I mean, he did nothing wrong. He shouldn't be blackballed um, from any team from the from the league at all. Like he won't Get be a distraction. Get him on the mound. Yeah, I know. So, um, yeah, it was pretty uh, eye opening after he came out. It's like a three and a half minute video, 
and it's um it's worth a watch for sure so give it a watch and uh tell me what you think later on to other news shout out i know we're a couple days late uh shout out to braves outfielder ronald acuna jr for being the first one to join the 4070 club and that means 40 home runs 70 stolen bases 7-0 he's the first player in mlb history to do that uh so shout out ronald acuna jr you yeah. will probably you should be the nl regular season mvp um because that and is coming back coming back from a torn acl too right i believe he he tore his acl last year because he was on yeah i think i think he like or he got he got hurt sometime last season because he was on pace to be the nl mvp last year and then he got hurt and though so he came back and um with a vengeance if it was you know if you were to say and uh lit it up this year yeah, he uh I think he finished the 2023 regular season with uh 337 batting average, 41 home runs, 106 RBIs and a OPS of 1.012. Those are all, you know, second, fifth, tied eighth, third uh in rankings. Uh, the dude absolutely killed it. So shout out Acuña. Your my book, you should be the NL MVP. AL should have been Otane before he, you know, uh, towards UCL um, and all that jazz. And then there's a bunch of drama going over with the Los Angeles Angels because he cleared out his locker before the end of the season and didn't say anything. I believe they just fired their manager and somebody else. So I think they're all in trying to keep Otani. But uh, talk about a bad time to get injured this late in the season or, you know, when he got injured. I know it wasn't recent um you know on the verge of a billion dollar contract potentially because of how you know rare Shohei is so I'm interested to see how that shakes out I think he might go to Boston is what the lingering the rumors are oh yeah I mean anyone that's willing to spend money Dick go after Bauer and Otani yeah (laughs) you get three players right there man you get a batter spend some money two pitchers man I know well, he's uh, not pitching until what 2025, but yeah, hey, you know, you're still getting two players or three. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, agreed. And plus, dude, Shohei in the mile high just hitting bombs. That would be sick. Dude, I was at that game uh for the wife's birthday when the Angels came to town and I said all not. I really wanted to go was to see Otani hit a bomb and Otani hit a bomb, followed by Mac Trout. We got back to back jacks by those two. And then like in the bottom of the eighth or something like that, bottom of the seventh, bottom of the eighth, the Rockies hit a grand slam, which and I've been to plenty of Rockies games I've never seen a Grand Slam live and so to see both of you know the two generational talents you know hit home runs and then the Rockies still got a win off a Grand Slam like it, that was a that was a pretty fun game to be at so you know the the one game I went to this year uh was worth the price of a mission for sure uh into other other sporting news uh we're gonna go into the racing world really quick um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, if you guys don't know this about us, Boyce uh, and myself are Formula One fans. We're, I love Formula One. I took a deep dive into it randomly a yep. um, couple years ago. I don't remember what season of Drive to Survive it was. It was probably 2019, I think, or no, 2020, because 2021 was Max and Lewis battling it out and going to Abu Dhabi with all that controversy. Uh, so 2020 got me hooked. I watched that season of Drive to Survive. 
and it was right before the 2021 season started. And I've been a fucking fan ever since. Absolutely yeah. love Formula One. It's amazing. It's intense. If you don't think it's a sport, you're crazy. Uh, they are athletes in their own right. And every male that says they can do it, I guarantee you, you cannot because that nope. is crazy, man. Um, Mario, or not Mario, uh, Michael Andretti, the son of Mario Andretti, the world former uh, 1978 world champion, uh, gains FIA approval in bid to join Formula One to enter a new 11th team is subject to approval by the commercial rights holders now. So Andretti's moving along. Um, he's clearing all these hurdles to get into F1. And I'm stoked about it because that means we would have 22 cars on the grid. And right. I, think, I think a couple more cars, the better. I think for me as a fan, I think I'd want to see like 24 at the most. But yeah, it gets a little crowded after that point. I mean, it, it, the cars are much bigger than they used to be in the in the back in the day. They're mm -hmm. much more. They're much obviously much more faster, much more sophisticated. You start getting too bigger, many cars on. Huh? Bigger, faster, stronger. Yeah, you get you start getting too many cars on there. It starts to become more of like a NASCAR race and. You know, I, I like to keep the the, the field smaller because then you have those more intense battles. Um, but good for him. That would be really cool to see a, a living legend or son of a living legend back on the grid. Um, yeah, and you know, another American team. You know, you have Hoff, yeah. and now we would have Andre, Andretti Motorsport. Um, yeah. I think it would be awesome, man. I think, like... 22 is a lot of cars. I think it would work overall on like the uh, like racing, like the actual racing circuits, like street road courses would be a little rough, like Monaco. Monaco would be tough. Cars. Um, uh, Azerbaijan would be a little rough too. Like all the street courses would be a little yeah. rough. Coda would be sick. That would be wild for all three of the US GPs to have Andretti there. That would be awesome. Um, I'm all for it. I think that's that'll be really really cool, especially with Audi and I think Porsche. You know, trying to get into the game as well. So, shout out Andretti and the FIA. You know, approving that one, and we'll see. We'll get more info as that comes along. I don't. I believe they would enter the sport in 2026 when the new regulations come out, and that gives them. You know, at right now it gives them three years to figure out how to build a powertrain and a facility and yada 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 and build a car. Yeah. Yep, 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 which um, should be plenty of time. Yeah, I think they'll be all right. I don't think they're going to set the world on fire off the rip just because. And another reason I like – I would rather have a couple more teams is just the lack of talent. Not It's not the lack of talent. It's just new talent, like younger drivers, yeah. like F2 champions, like Mick Schumacher, um, Pato Award, IndyCar driver, and a couple others, you know, are stuck being reserve drivers in uh, F1, but then they're driving in Indy or Formula E like Nick DeVries. And, you know, like, cool, you win the championship in F2. Now what do you do? You're, you're stuck yeah. until, you know, Fernando Alonso actually decides to retire or Lewis Hamilton or, like, all the older guys. You know, like, there's not a whole lot of open seats. There's 20 seats, and there's not a whole lot of changeover year after year. I was gonna say there's there's 32 starting NFL quarterbacks. There's 20 starting race, you know, F1 drivers, and it's probably the most exclusive sport 
that I can think of where it's like, you have to be the best of the best of the best. You know what I mean? Like, you know, there's only your Lance Stroll. Well, you know, we can get into that or uh, (laughs) Yuki Sonoda or whatever, you know, (laughs) Logan Sargent, you know, but like, it's a very exclusive club to be a part of, you know, because there's only 20 spots. So you have to be the best of the best at any time. And they can, the the teams have any, any right to pull you out and put a reserve driver in. If you think that you're not doing well, you know, that's you. And I believe, and you can correct me if I'm wrong and you may be able to look this up, but the drivers have to pay for their seats too. Like they have to provide some sort of financial backing to be a driver of a car. Um, so it's, it, they get paid a boatload of money, but they also have to give some back in order to even be a driver. They have to have, they have to come to the table with something other than just their skills, you know, that I don't know. Um, I'd have to look into it. I thought I saw something about that, but again, I'm probably the, the, the biggest misinformation person on here. So, you know, don't take everything I say for granted. Um, and and we we try our best. Yeah, we do. Uh, and if we're wrong, Hey, Go follow us on our Instagram page to talk to fame. Let us know we were wrong. Um, one reason I wanted to bring up Formula One was Andretti, you know, possibly gaining entry into F1. And Max Verstappen can win the, the his third consecutive driver championship this weekend if he fa- if he places like uh, he I think he has to score like six points, and Sergio Perez has to get like P six and lower. Yeah. I mean, he's probably he's going to win it regardless this weekend. I mean, he could win it before the race even starts because it is a sprint weekend, which is a new format they started a couple of years ago. Um, but he's going to win his third title this this weekend. I mean, unless something unforeseen happens where he crashes out, but the dude never crashes out. He never. The only time he really crashed out was when he was battling with Lewis Hamilton and they got into a scuffle a couple of times. But he his car is so fast and he's such a skilled uh you know, driver that he doesn't do that, you know, this year, he's just been on another, he's been one on another level. He's been one with his Red Bull and it's been unfair. Like he's just, he's been outside of Singapore. He's won every race and he's been unstoppable or he hasn't won every race, but he Checo won two of them. And then, uh, Emila got canceled, but like, He's won a ninety percent of the racing that's happened this year in mm-hmm. Formula One. So, mm-hmm. yeah, he has a chance to become a three-time world champion by the end of the sprint race in Qatar this weekend, October sixth through the eighth. Um, the race being on the eighth, so I look forward to watching that. It's going to be a good time, and that's all I got about Formula One. I love Lando Norris. I love a, I love a good. I'm a fan of almost everybody on the grid. I'm not a big Nico Hulkenberg guy. I don't think he should have came back. Same with K-Mag. I think they're just a little older. Um, indifferent about Fernando, Fernando, but I love Fernando because he's just a fucking goat, just like Lewis. Um, like George kind of rubs me the wrong way, but I like them all, dude. They're all awesome. I love that. Right. That's right. That's right. Uh, Boyce is like the Mercedes guy, and I'm like the Red Bull McLaren guy. I've always, you know, when I got into the, you know, watching F1, it was when Lewis was uh, the king of the sport, and I've just been a fan of Lewis's and and kind of stuck with them. I'm, you know, I, I 
don't have to say. Like I, he was the goat until Max took his his crown away in that controversial race in Abu Dhabi in what twenty twenty. Twenty one. Twenty one. Um, but I've always I've always loved since I've been watching uh F one, I've always been a fan of Lewis Hamilton and now he's a part owner of where I work, so I can't hate on the guy, you know. Eh, you can privately. <laughs> yeah. I don't I don't do it privately either. <laughs> I uh Daniel Ricardo is what made me like the like it. He's he's yeah. the one who kind of captivated me and Lando caught my attention. Um, and then Max as well as he started to get better and better. So it's Red Bull and yeah. McLaren. So those yeah. are my two favorite teams. And I like Carlos Sainz is probably my third favorite driver. Smooth operator. operator. <laughs> Let's recap the week that was NFL week four. Um, the Kansas City Chiefs are 2-0 as Swifties. Annoying as fuck. I still stand by that. I still stand hard six. Um, you could listen to our previous episode if you haven't. That will make much more sense uh, on why I'm saying hard six. But Kansas City Chiefs barely squeak by and beat the New York Jets. A little bit of controversy in that game with Sauce Gardner DPI to finish it. And then Patrick Mahomes sliding down at the one-yard line and causing a bad beat. Um, and costing you know sports book betters millions of dollars because if he gets that touchdown, they cover the spread. But Patrick Mahomes doesn't give a shit about your winning, he just wants to win football games. Um, yeah, Denver Broncos beat the Chicago Bears. How's that make you feel? Unless you want to jump in on this Swifty action. I was just gonna say, like, you know, when it was the when it was the Chiefs and the uh Bears. I was all for it. You know, the hype was cool and everything. But then, like, this past week, it's like, Kelsey catches a ball, panda Taylor Swift. Kelsey catches a ball, panda Taylor Swift. What is she doing? Who cares? We're there to watch football games. If you wanted to go watch her concert, then go watch her concert. She's there as a fan. You know, at some point, like, you know, I hate to take this stance. She's a human. Leave her alone. Like, she's there to watch the game. She's there to watch her, you know, man, boyfriend, you know, love friend. interest, whatever you want to call it, friend, whatever you want to call it, wherever it's at, she's there to watch football be played. And that's what we're trying to do is watch football be played. I'm I'm all for getting more female viewership into the game. Um, but like it's just it's it's too much. You know, they did a whole segment on her before the game this past weekend. They were showing her 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 concert movie uh Eric promos movie. Yeah. yeah. They were showing that at, like every commercial break. Um, even when they, even with the Jets, um, or sorry, not the Jets, the, the Giants, uh, Seattle game last night on Monday Night Football, they had a segment pre show just because she was there at MetLife Stadium for the Jets Chiefs game. And the sideline reporter was like, This is where she stood. This is, and, and this is where she watched the game. Like, who cares? Like, who cares? We're there, we're there to watch football. That's why you're getting the viewers that you're getting is because you want to watch what Travis Kelsey does. Taylor Swift's not part of the game. She's not throwing the ball. She's not catching the ball. She's not making hit stick tackles. You know what I mean? Like let her enjoy the game. Let her be a human being. And then also just knock it off NFL. Like changing I want, your, changing I want the Instagram handle to two and O as Swifties. Like it's just, what, what are we, are we just feeding in the conspiracy theory here. Like I get the NFL is going to capitalize. It's still a business, but like it's, it's, it's 
it's done. We're two we're two weeks into this whole thing. It needs to stop. It needs to Agreed. stop. Agreed. It's ridiculous. And I think on their Twitter feed, they changed their banner to the picture of Taylor Swift and stuff. It's like, I'm over. I get it as a business makes sense, you know. And then like there's I get it. There's um uh conspiracies that like it's a business move for like Travis and uh, T Swift, like blah blah blah. It's like shut. Who cares? Like I said last time, I don't care who's you know who's doing who. I don't care who's dating who. I don't really care. I, I tune into a football game to watch football, and I don't care about my like Chris Collingsworth. I don't care if you're a Swifty, bro. I don't give a shit. I don't care that you know it's awesome that Aaron Rodgers is walking around and from his torn Achilles and. I don't, but I, what I don't care about is that he was at a Taylor Swift concert at MetLife in the summer. I don't give a shit. Yeah, who cares? It's, I'm over it, you know? So, yeah. like I said, I would rather see more Ryan Reynolds. You know what I mean? Show me Blake yeah. and Ryan. Let's go, baby. Yeah. I'm how, do we, how, how do we pan? Yeah, I was say, how do we pan to that? And not yeah. mention those two guys there. Yeah. Deadpool and Wolverine are walking into a stadium. It sounds like a joke setup. No, that actually happened. You know what I mean? Like, Give me, throw some, throw me some bones, you know, not these 12 year old girls. I don't care. You know, Taylor Swift, good on you, but leave football alone. You're going to ruin it for all the diehards. Just so annoying. Yeah, no, that's, that's all I had to say. We can, we can move on to the Broncos bears. Um, You know, it was good to see the Broncos get a win, uh, but somehow a win still feels like a loss because they were down so big at half. They made Justin Fields look like uh old pro. He had a career day. Yeah, he had a career day. And the, the Bears choked it away, which the Bears are going to do. And I think the Bears are one of the worst teams in the league. Um, but it somehow felt like a loss still. Like, we got the win. Cool. But it took everything and it, a, a very bad call by Eblefus or whatever, how you ever pa- pronounce his last name, on a fourth and one to go for it. And he could have kicked the field goal and gone up by 10, which would have made the Broncos have to go down in, in two possessions. And they didn't do that. And then the next possession, uh, Fields throws or uh, gets sacked and fumbles, and they, they scoop and score, and they, they tie the game up. Or that's before the, the fourth and one. It's tied up at 28-28, and they don't go down and kick a field goal. And now the Broncos just need a field goal to win it. Like, that was a very bad call on the head coach, um, in my opinion. The, the Broncos got lucky. Like, I will still reiterate and stand by it that Russell Wilson has greatly improved from last year. His The offense is a lot better than it was last year. But now the problem is the defense. The defense, the, the defensive schemes, whatever they're coaching, whatever they're telling, whatever they're doing, isn't working. They're very lucky that it wasn't more than 21 points at halftime because Justin Fields was lighting them up. Um, yeah. So yeah. it's it's good to get a win. It it almost it almost feels like a moral victory, but it's not really a moral victory because it's like, eh, you know, like, and then we're going into this week, which we don't have to talk about this week too much, but or you know, we'll talk about them on Saturday night. But like they have the Broncos Jets, which was the, the one of the most hyped games in August because of Hackett coming back, Aaron Rodgers, the you know the Broncos were going to be you know hopefully better, and now it's lost all of its luster. Yeah. So, you know. I hope the Broncos get a win this upcoming week because everything's better when the Broncos win. Um, but it just I don't, it just doesn't feel like it's going to be a good season. I mean, you can start out slow. You can start 0-3. You can still finish with a winning record. But I, I don't know. I just I, – I don't know what's going on. 
on the defensive side of the ball because the offense isn't the problem. Russell Wilson, I mean, we don't want to talk about it, but Russell Wilson has some better stats than Patrick Mahomes right now. And the Chiefs are three and one and the Broncos are one and three. I mean, you know, he's he's it's not Wilson's the problem, in my opinion. And, you know, if Ty was here, he'd argue that Wilson is the problem. It's like it takes, you know, 22 guys to play a complete game. And 11 of the guys are letting down the team, you know. So, you know, this week coming back, you know, they have a lot of more defensive help coming back. They had a lot of defensive starters out this past week against the Bears. So we'll see if the defense approves uh, for the Jets. But the Jets' defense is not to be messed around with. They're 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 very good. So we'll they see. Showed but, up, they showed up in that second, I guess, last three quarters. The first quarter, they didn't look great. Second quarter, they started looking better. And then the second half, the uh, Jets' defense looked great. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I mean – Justin Fields, you know, 28 to 35, 335 yards, four touchdowns and a pick. He was sacked four times. Khalil Herbert had 103 yards on the ground rushing. Um, DJ Moore had a career day, you know, eight receptions, 131 yards and a tutty. Cole Komet, two touchdowns. Um, like, for for Denver, like, I, I agree with you. I think Russ has looked better. I mean, 21 of 28, 223 yards, three touchdowns, no picks, sacked one time. Those are pretty yeah. good numbers. Those are but, great numbers. Like the Broncos receivers, I think need to step step up a little bit more. Like you're, I think Marvin you're, Mims is leading the the leading the team in in uh, yards and receptions right now. Uh, I don't know about overall, but in the game, I can figure that out really quick. But like Jerry Judy was like your leading tied as a leading reception uh, receiver, three receptions, fifty two yards. Uh, Marvin Mims Jr., rookie, two receptions, 47 yards. Uh, the rookie running back, Jaleed McLaughlin, three receptions, 32 yards, and a touchdown. Cortland Sutton, three for 27 and a touchdown. Like, there's no real eye-popping numbers, you know what I mean, mm -hmm. um, in the passing game. So, like, that 223 is a little pedestrian. It's on the lower side in the day's NFL, but he didn't turn the ball over uh interception wise i don't know if he fumbled he didn't fumble so like he took care of the ball running the undrafted rookie did better than javante williams but that's because well, javante yeah. got hurt you know so yeah, yeah. he's out of the game um so like the offense is definitely carrying the team the defense is like you guys just swipped you know flip-flopped real quick it used to be yeah, the Denver yeah. broncos for the last six years or so was defense, 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 we're a quarterback away. Now you kind of have a quarterback, um, and your defense is crumbling. You know what yeah, I mean? Defense like, is like, I think, uh, like 28th and 30th and 32nd in the league, and depending on what statistic you look at, um, bottom of the barrel for their defensive side. But the Broncos' offense is, I would say it's up there near the top 10 for just points per possession, and yards gained and, and overall production. Um, the offense has been more solid this year than it has in previous years. And the defense is just, I don't, I don't know what's happened. I don't know what's happened because they have stud players on the defensive side of the ball and they're just not getting it done. So, yep. but it was, again, I'll reiterate, it was good to see them get a win. Hopefully they can carry some momentum into this week and get a, uh, a win streak going, but we'll see. I think it'll be a good game. Uh, I, I'm always a fan of good games. I like good games. When it's yeah. sloppy football, it sucks. Um, did you watch any of the London game, Atlanta Jaguars? 
I dude, I didn't have ESPN Plus. I didn't realize that it was on ESPN Plus, and so I got to watch clips. You know, they did the first Toy Story uh, broadcast, which I thought was really kind of cool. Um, I guess all the players are wearing microchips on their shoulder pads, so they're. I don't know what kind of technology they were using, so they were having like live player action on a live animated uh, screen. Like I have no idea how that works. Like way above my pay grade or knowledge level, but I thought it was really cool to watch. Uh, some of those plays like that BJ Robinson, like uh juke. Yeah. Like when you watch that, yeah. When you watch that in the toy story mode, that was pretty cool. Like it was, yeah. you know, so um, I know the Jags got the big win. Um, I was a little surprised because I saw Atlanta has a game this week. And typically uh, when you go overseas, you have a bye week following it. But I, I found out today that it's a, a choice by the team if they want a bye week after an Atlanta game or not. And so oh, I thought that was mandated by the NFL. No, no. Apparently it's a choice because I, I was doing my weekly pickums at work just, you know, for funsies, for bragging rights at work, which your boy is number two right now uh, out of all my coworkers. So my picks have been pretty solid on the weekly pickums. Um, but I was surprised to see Atlanta up there. And I was like, they flew all the way to London, played a game, and they flew back, and they're going to play again this week? Like, that's not normal. And and I found out that, no, it's it's a it's a choice by the team. They can choose to either have an early buy or a buy after the Atlanta games. I think that's the only case they allow it it's like we'll give you the option to have a buy after the uh, an overseas london game or you could go straight back in a plane and we'll give you a buy later on in the year which i think that was what you know the coaches and or whoever makes those decisions decided because atlanta's playing this week so i was kind of yeah. blown away by that but um and, and it sucks too so they play houston in atlanta so at least it's at home but it's a 12 o'clock game so yeah it's so window, so it's like an early game for them so yeah. i think a little crazy and then uh jacksonville's staying in london and they're playing the bills in london this week so they're not even they're two games in london and then i don't think they go on a bye week after and so in week six they play the colts at home in a noon yeah. game as well so, so they must have they must have decided they said they we don't want to do a bye week after the london game we just want to get back to playing football so I thought that was weird. Uh, I guess I didn't pay attention to the last uh, couple of years when they've been doing these uh, international games, but apparently it's a choice by the team if they want to have a bye week after the international think, game. I think it would depend on when that game's slated. You know what I mean? If you're like the last international game, sure. But if who wants a bye week, week five, like Tampa Bay, they're on a bye this week. I would, yeah. I do not want that. Yeah. No, agreed. So, but yeah, it was cool to watch the the animated version a little bit, and uh, you know, Jags getting a win. The AFC South, every single team now is two and two, so it's actually a pretty competitive division, surprisingly. Um, especially with two rookie quarterbacks in that division and uh, Tannehill as well. So and Desmond Ritter. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I I like the tour story. Um, I think it's like augmented reality. It was like some GPS trackers and stuff. Um, it was really cool. I, I I thought it was neat. I couldn't watch the whole game that way. It was a little delayed, but um, and a little you know glitchy, laggy, which is to be expected. But it, like such a cool way to get kids into the game, man. Like yeah, so cool. Yeah. I would. It, if I saw that as a young kid, I'd be glued. Like, oh my god, I'm playing yeah. a game. You know, like what exactly? The hell? Like, there's so a lot of things they can do with that too. They can they can improve on it because like they didn't even show. I for, to my knowledge, I never saw a clip of like a Buzz Lightyear or Woody. You know, they had just the players. They had uh, they had uh, T Rex. Somebody else. 
they had um they had Slinky Dog being the yard marker, which was pretty cool. Yeah, the chain gang. I thought that was the neat. Chain gang. That was cool. Yeah. They had second claw, second and forty six. The claw yeah, they spot the, the ball. Ball. Yeah. Yeah. So it was really cool, cool, but I think they can. I th- I definitely think they can improve on it and and add more characters into it. But you know, it was definitely a. It's definitely a cool idea to get kids involved into the sport and get them to watch the game a little bit more. I agree. I agree. Um, I thought it was neat. Uh, Miami lost to Buffalo, forty-eight to twenty. Kind of a shocker, not a shocker. Uh, Josh Allen and Stefan Diggs showed up, and they balled out. Uh, it's funny because what Buffalo lost to the Jets, the Jets lost to you know uh, who's the other team? The Patriots. The Patriots lost to the Dolphins. The Dolphins lost to the Bills. <laughs> yeah, yeah like every team's lost to everybody. So it's like yeah. So who's the better team? You know, are are you going with Buffalo or Miami? You know what I mean? I think they're well, not. I think Buffalo is a little bit ahead because they're they're the previous like winner for the last three years in the AFC East. So it all comes down to how Josh Allen plays, right? Like if Josh Allen is just gonna make those plays he did week one against the Jets, then they're not the better team. You know, Tua to my you know, Tua does he takes good care of the ball. He's not throwing wild passes like Josh Allen, throwing into triple coverage and hoping that his receiver is just gonna come up with the ball. When Josh Allen doesn't turn the ball over and just makes wild throws, they are the favorites to win them all. But his problem and the Bills problem has been in those big moments, those big games, he just doesn't take care of the ball. And yep. I said that from I said that from the start of the season. I said, you know, I personally thought the the I think we can go back and check the tape, but I thought the Dolphins might win that division this year. Um with the Bills coming in second. And I even think I said that at one point the Jets would make the wild card, but that was with Aaron Rodgers starting. So yep. take the Jets out, take the Patriots out. Um, it's, it is a two team race in that division. Um, we'll see what happens, uh, towards the end of the season. But it, again, it all comes down to two things, Josh Allen's play to his health, right? That's, that's, what's going to come down to. So, uh, who's going to, who's going to be the last man standing? I would agree. I have nothing to build off on that one. Um, Baltimore beat Cleveland. No surprise there. In my opinion, I had Baltimore yep. winning that game. Yep. Me too. Um, Titans beat Cincinnati. Like, I'm not really sure. But yeah, I thought it'd be more competitive. Uh, But yeah, that calf sums up with Joey B. The Bengals don't look right. They need to figure it out and figure it out fast. Um, They're one in four at this point. So they need to figure it out. They're one in three. One in three. Um, But yeah, Joey B ain't looking so good. So Cincinnati panic. Tennessee, they need to be more consistent because they're good, duds, duds, good. So yeah, that's been the biggest frustration with with being a Tennessee fan in the recent years is that their lack of consistency. I mean, there's a couple years where they were just injury plagued. I think two years ago they set the record for the most number of players they had to use in a season just because of the everyone was getting injured. Um, But when they're good and they're giving Derrick Henry the ball, they're they're a great team. They have the you know they have the O line to block for Henry. And he doesn't need much blocking if you get him that second wave, the second you know wave, the linebacker, safeties, corners, uh, line area. You don't need blockers for him. He can do it all by himself. I mean, he's even throwing touchdown passes. You know, yeah. they're they're doing every. Derrick Henry is the heart and soul of that team, and th- that's what they got. They live and die on Derrick Henry. 
The problem is they fall behind so quickly and they can't use Derrick Henry and all the passing schemes because he's not a passing, you know, a catching running back. So they have to have these tight, these tight games in order for Derrick Henry to be in the game. Um, I had no doubt they would beat the Bengals. Um, you know, I just, they're, they're two and zero at home. They're zero and two on the road. They look like they're going to be a pretty good home team this year. Um, but made me happy to see them beat down the who days. Um, I got to see a lot of videos of uh, the Bengals fans leaving like early third quarter, leaving by the, you know, dozens, hundreds um, going to drink their sorrows away. Cause I don't think this, this is not going to be the Bengals year, but especially like you said, his calf, there's something wrong. He's not, he's not as mobile as he's been. The offensive line for the, the Bengals hasn't been great in the last couple of years anyway. And that's why he's been so good is he's been mobile and get outside the pocket and throw on the run. Um, and he can't do that. Something's, something's up with his leg and something up with his calf. And he probably should have taken Jamar Chase's advice of sitting out for a few weeks to start the season just to get healthy because they need him for the stretch. You know, the, the post-game interview with Jamar Chase in the locker room where he's like, I'm open. I'm always fucking open. Yeah. And so – We'll see if there's any controversy brewing between quarterback and wide receiver one, but um, I think it's you know up until losing the Titans, there was not not like don't panic, don't panic. Now you need to panic, you know. I think it's starting to panic a little bit more because um, I mean I don't know if there'll be controversy with Jamar. He, like seven receptions, seventy three yards, nine targets. Like he got the ball, you know what I mean. But Joey B, one hundred sixty five yards passing, and that's it. He was sacked yeah. three times. Like uh, since I think this year for Cincy, uh, in my opinion, you know, I would love to be proven wrong, but I think the season's over for them. Um, they might be a lucky wild card team, depending on you know the health of Joey B in the weeks to come, and if they get better. But they're gonna miss it, and you need to invest in offensive line, bro. You need to protect yep. Joey Burrow. Because that's always been the problem with him as being their starting quarterback rookie year. Knee gets taken out, you know, misses his rookie year. And he's running for his life and he's sacked a shit ton in the playoffs and like against Tennessee. Uh, like they need to fix the offensive line and they need to do it now. So, like, that's why you brought Orlando Brown Jr. in. Like, yeah. you need there's to no money. There's no money to fix it because they just gave it back to, to Joe. Yeah. You know? So, like, they need to figure it out. Um, probably one of the more, there's two exciting games, but probably one of the more exciting games. One of them would be the Rams versus the Colts going into overtime and the Rams coming out and winning it. Shout out Puka Nakua, um, just on pace to destroy every receiving record. Matthew Stafford, Matthew Stafford hurt his hip in that game. Stayed in it like true Matthew, Matthew Stafford style. Overtime. Dog. Yeah. Dog. Um, that would be my dog of the week. And, uh, you know, throws his only touchdown in OT to the undrafted rookie, Puka Nakua, walk-off touchdown. Nakua finishes for nine receptions, 163 yards, and a tutty. Like, yeah. this guy has been amazing. Uh, yeah, he's on a tear. Yeah, he's outpacing both uh, Megatron and uh, Cooper Cup's yard, everything. Receptions, yardage, touchdowns. Not touchdowns because this was his first one, but receptions and yardage pace for like the best receiving uh season ever. Yeah. 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 It's insane. Yeah. And and Matthew Stafford's been the quarterback for all three of them. Yep. So I mean you'll never beat Jerry Rice altogether, but 
Yeah, absolutely insane. One of his one of his records, one of Jerry's records fell this weekend, by the way. Yeah, cool count his other 29, you know what I mean? No, I know. I'm just saying one of them fell. One of them yeah. fell to see to um, CMC, but and that game the the Rams Colts, the Rams Colts, the Colts were down what 20 nothing, 23 nothing and they stormed back to force overtime. So yeah, that was a pretty exciting game cuz it looked like it was just going to be a, a blowout, you know, almost shutout win for the Rams and then I don't know if they just let off the gas or whatever, but Colts got back into it. Anthony Richardson is a is a I hate to say it because he's a Colts and he's in the Titans division, but he's a dog. He 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 he's a player. Um he's a dual threat guy. Um but that was a fun game to watch. I was watching it on the red zone a little bit. So that was a uh, I was surprised when they came all the way back because it looked like the Rams had just shut the door on him and then nope, Anthony Richardson has said, I'm not done. So. Yep. Yeah, they were the Rams were up 23-0 with like seven minutes left into the third. And then the Colts with like five and a half minutes in the third quarter got their first touchdown in a two-point conversion and then just ran it, you know, tied it up and went for forced OT. Um the other like exciting game, uh Minnesota not, not Minnesota. <laughs> um, where is it? Washington and Philly, the other overtime game. Uh, Washington was the team to give Philly their first loss last year, but they were 8-0 at that point instead of 3-0. Um, Washington looked good. It was a back-and-forth game. Uh, and Sam Howell, shout-out Sam Howell. Uh, but Philly, you know, gets the field goal in overtime, walks away with this win. And that was a, another, you know, closer game than I ever thought it would be. You know, you never yeah. think of Commanders being good. But like I said, when the they played the Broncos, they have a hell of a defense, man. Their front line is good. Sam Howell is playing like a, a starting quarterback. He's playing really well. Um, and they're all like the Commanders are a, a decent team this year. Yeah. I mean, I don't think they stand a chance in the NFC East with the, the Cowboys and the Eagles, but they're making the right strides to be a better team in years to come. Right. Like Sam Howell, uh, second year guy, I believe, you know, is it's his first full season as a starter. Um, sure here. Yeah. yeah. So they, they found a quarterback and now they got to put the pieces around. And that's, that's what the, the model has been recently, right? Like you, you get a young guy, like you get a, a Patrick Mahomes young, you get a Joey B young, you get Lamar young and you, you, you see the talent and what's, you know, possible with them and you build a, a team around the quarterback the problem is like pat mcafee has pointed out shout out pat because um once you start paying these quarterbacks big money then you don't have the money to spread around to the other positions on the team right so you have a small window you have to draft right you have a small window where you have these guys on the rookie minimum contract and then you could bring in all these veteran guys all these stud players around and pay them and you have like a two three maybe four year window where you're going to go try to get after it. So if they found a guy in Sam Howe, they got two or three years to start putting a team together to go be competitive in that NFC East and, and to be competitive in the NFL in general. Um, I'm I'm surprised that they've done as well so far this season because, yeah, just like the commanders in years past, they've done nothing. Even even the brand-new Detroit Lions in years past, they've done nothing, and now they have a team. You know, So it's it's nice to see a little bit of a shakeup, you know, Yep. Some of those perennial, some of those perennial powers of you know our growing up days, like the Patriots, you know, not so great. Um, the Cowboys have been mediocre for years. They're back to playing great ball. Um, they had a blip against the the Cardinals a couple weeks ago, but they're back on track. They they crushed the Patriots. What thirty eight 
no, worst 38 three or whatever 35 three worst loss in bill belichick's coaching career yeah so um the commanders are doing right and they have you know they have another new owner there and he wants to go win wants to go win now you know part owner part owner in that now is he i didn't know that but i know the all main owner owns the sixers yeah and then uh all magic johnson knows how to do is win he's won nba titles as a player obviously i think he won one when he was like the gm or whatever of the lakers he's won a world series he was um, an yep and now but, you know he's trying to get the super bowl trophy yeah he was a gm with the lakers i think but they didn't they i don't know if they won when he was the gm of the lakers or not probably probably not um but i mean he won titles with the lakers either yeah. either way you look at it and then yeah he's you know uh, as the owner or whatever as the dodgers he got his world series win with them and now he's looking to get that lombo dude yeah yeah he's complete that trophy case so yeah, he just needs the stanley cup and he's good to go and i got yeah just the stanley cup and the lombardi um raiders played like shit uh, nothing there yeah we'll talk about it <laughs> Um, you you were gargling over Aiden O'Connell, and he got no, no mocked. I think he did got I think mocked. He played, he played okay as his first start. I mean, like kind of just sacked six times by one player. Not the only player to ever happen to. All right, fucking uh, Seattle Seahawks I, had eleven sacks last night. He's the like fifth player to sacked, ever six sacks sack six times by the same player. Is never happened. Did it. Uh, it has happened. Derek Thomas has seven sacks in a game. Okay. okay. Right. He's okay. also the fifth player to have six sacks in a game. So it has okay. happened before, but it's rare. Anyways, I think Aiden O'Connell showed flashes of being good. I think uh, Josh McJan, McDaniels just isn't the coach. He threw him under the bus in the postgame interview, um, and he showed flashes. Like he had 238 yards passing, a rushing touchdown, and one interception and three fumbles, sacked six times. The O line regressed. Josh Jacobs kind of showed up in that game. Uh, he started to show up a little bit in the running game, and he uh, he was the leading receiver with 81 receiving yards and on eight receptions as well. And I mean, he was driving to win the game, but then he throws a costly interception, and you know, GG game over. Well. Uh, and he would never have been in that position if Brandon Staley was the head coach, wasn't the head coach of the Chargers. Because Brandon Staley, he needs to he, get, he needs to go as well. He's he's costing his football team games. You know, mm-hmm. they got the win, they got the win, but they barely squeaked by. But some of his calls, most of his calls, and and whatever oh, strategy, dude. whatever analytics he's listening to or looking at, he's he's just not the head coach that the Chargers need. They ha- that's why why go for it on fourth and one when Justin Herbert has a broken finger on his non-throwing hand and he can't really line up under center. Like, why are you going punt the ball make this rookie quarterback drive the field? Devontae Adams is obviously injured. You know, like, what are we doing, man? Like, Staley, you need to be better. I don't – I was surprised he didn't get fired at last year, um, especially after blowing that playoff lead. Like, crazy. Um, But, yeah, the – Staley needs to look at different analytics, dude. Uh, I don't yeah. know why you're going for it on fourth and one with the world against you. I feel like he looks at it and says, what do they know? I know better. Mm-hmm. And then just it like always Josh backfires McCandles. on him. Yeah. Just like Josh just, yeah. Well, 
Don't worry. I don't think McDaniels will be around for very long for you. So I I think he's going to be the coach for the season unless it goes terribly wrong. Well, um, yeah, for the season. But I think by offseason, they'll be looking for a new head coach. I think it all depends. Depends on how it looks for the whole season. If I think if it looks like a shit show, players are wanting out, which are, you know, there's already rumors. Um, then Mark Davis is going to have a real tough decision. But if they finish with like the same record at the end of it, I think we're stuck. I'm stuck. I think the Raiders are stuck with Josh McDaniels and Dave Ziegler for another off season. And then potentially next season would be the time he gets fired. But time will tell. I, this is what it is, man. I think he's a bad coach, but he's my coach. So I have to support him, um, which I fucking hate. <laughs> this is what it is. Uh, other than that, you know, uh, Houston beat Pittsburgh. Minnesota gets their first win. Tampa beats New Orleans. Dallas handles New England. San Francisco handles Arizona. The Chiefs squeak uh, the Jets. And Seattle beats the Giants. That's your week four uh, football game. Football games. Um, that's all I really got on the NFL. We'll talk Saturday uh, for week five uh games this week we can um, make if you really want if you really want to we can make a quick prediction for the thursday night game since it'll be after the game because it's going to be a barn burner commanders and bears you know yep. Woohoo! so uh, i got the combat i got the commanders winning this i got one. commanders i got commanders in washington um let's see I can't click on it. But yeah, I Washington. I, I don't yeah. think there's any I mean the Bears, hey, maybe Justin Field shows up, but they got a bunch of shit they need to figure out in Chicago. Yeah. And the, the commanders the commanders defense is uh a lot better than the Broncos defense. So I think Field will struggle again. Um you know, yeah. I'd love to see Justin Fields go to like the Atlanta Falcons or something like that, you know, it'd be huge. I mean, that's where he played college. You know, he was a bulldog first and then transferred to Ohio state. Obviously I think he's from Atlanta. So that'd be cool. Little homecoming. I think he would be able to utilize Drake London and Kyle Pitts more efficiently, effectively than uh, Desmond Ritter is because Kyle Pitts is supposed to be a generational talent. And the last two years he's been nothing. John John Smith is outperforming him this year. Yeah, uh, it needs something needs to get figured out there, Artie Smith. What are we doing? Uh, I think that's going to be it for the show tonight. Unless you have anything you want to sprinkle in. No, no. Uh, I look forward to seeing you back on here on Saturday night and get our our week five predictions in. Hopefully, uh, Ty will be back to join us Saturday night. Um, turning the big three five tomorrow. Happy birthday, buddy! Thank you, sir. I'm, oh I'm man, excited. I'm excited for a couple of days of golf, golfing tomorrow, golfing Thursday, taking some time off work and uh, just enjoying being middle 30s. <laughs> Love it. Middle age, 30 year old. Um, that's going to be it for the show. Jake, boys, Ty will probably be back with us on Saturday night where you can partake in our YouTube live stream, the Talk to Fame, 9.30 p.m. Central, 8.30 Mountain. You can find this podcast on Spotify, iHeart. Apple, wherever you get yours, you can find this one. And I just want to leave you guys with some parting words from Dan Campbell. If you're hunting us, you won't have to look far. We're going to be on your front porch when you open the door.